What's up, sweetos? Tonight's episode is brought to you by Dormy Golf Workshop. Dormy Golf Workshop was created by PGA Canada members and brothers Jeff and Todd Bishop. Born and raised in Nova Scotia, Jeff and Todd have traveled the world playing the game they love and have since landed back in Nova Scotia. Through all of their worldly golfing experiences, the dust has settled, and now they offer you this, a handmade leather product that'll rock your socks. Dormy offers U.S. Open covers, custom covers, NHL covers, U.S. and Canada theme covers that are must-have accessories for golfers. Dormy Head Covers was created with the intention of bringing fellow golfers really cool covers and allowing the customer to be involved in the creative process. Real custom leather products that are a hole-in-one. Use code BLHC for free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. For more information about Dormy Workshop, visit their website at dormyworkshop.com. That's dormyworkshop.com, D-O-R-M-I-E workshop.com. You can also follow them on Instagram and Twitter under their handle, at Dormy Workshop. Welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. We've got another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. we got all the usual suspects sitting in the house with us tonight. We have our producer, Patrick Uncle Solving. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And our local nerd on staff, our IT guy, Robbie Pete Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how you momming him? And over there in the top right on my screen, our all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. What's up, D-Train? What's up, sweetos? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, Doctor. Well, boys, episode 118 tonight. We got a special guest sitting in with us tonight. We have Jason the Dark Guy. Ma- how, how do you say this? Malaco? <laughs> Close enough. Where's it? Malaco, something like that, right? Maslico, yeah. Maslico, fuck it. That was close. Well, welcome to the <laughs> show, man. Show, man. Yeah, it's, um, we've we've seen a bunch of your stuff on, on you know on, online and on TV and shit like that. Uh, there he is, nice picture of you right there. How long does it take to put that fucking paint on anyway? Well, the the first time I did it in in Washington, it didn't take all that long. That's why it looked uh, a whole lot worse than it does recently, but. Uh, yeah, that was that was done with some horrible Halloween makeup, and uh, I was I was half gooned at the time when I was doing it. So, uh, but means, uh, it takes me about an hour and a half now. Uh, now that it's a little bit more refined and some better makeup and uh, that kind of stuff, yeah, it takes a little while. And you get it, you get it right in there in the beard too. So that take a while to wash that shit out. Uh, you have no idea, man. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's a spray on uh, that dyes the beard, so it's like a, a hair hair. Uh, hairspray would die in it and that that stuff i usually have to wash my beard like three times to get it all out wow it's a process dedication yeah so like so let's say there's a leafs game tonight and you're going and you put on all that shit like the next day are you still like at three or at dinner time are you looking in the mirror and you still got fucking blue shit on no, no, I, uh, I I usually wash it off right after the game. Just that way, there, if I'm going out for some pops with some buddies and stuff, I'm not, <laughs> okay. I'm not walking into bars all painted up, getting mobbed. I mean, people now probably want to come get their picture with you and stuff, right? Uh, 
It, it's actually insane the amount of times I will I will get stopped uh, in a night at a Leafs game. Uh, the amount of times I'll get stopped, uh, even if I don't have the the makeup on, from people just recognizing me, knowing who I am. Like uh, I've been I've been pulled over uh, on the highway here uh, uh, by cops who recognized me and wanted to take a picture. Really? <laughs> that happened to me twice. Uh, cherries go on. I'm like I'm looking at my at my speedometer. I'm like I'm definitely not speeding. Like what's going on? And sure enough, the <laughs> cop comes up to the window. Is like, you're dark guy. Yeah, can you get out for a picture? <laughs> the side of the highway. Yeah, no, no problem. Let's do it. Let's That's make awesome. sure you get home, sir. <laughs> where did that come from, man? Like, where, why'd you start this shit? Well, I'll tell you. The, the long story short is obviously I'm a diehard Leafs fan. I've, I've, I've got them tattooed on me. They're with me for nice. life. Um, as everybody knows, I. <laughs> Getting Leafs tickets in Toronto is is a difficult task in in the right, uh, at the best of times, you know. Like, so when the Leafs came and made the playoffs for so that first time uh, against Washington there four years ago, it was the first time in forever they had been in the playoffs. At, as as at, at the time, a thirty seven year old guy, I had been a Leafs fan my whole life and never went to a Leafs playoff game. So a couple of my buddies and I, we started thinking, well, we got a better shot at going, getting tickets in Washington and driving down. It'll probably be cheaper. Uh, so we ended up getting some tickets. And uh, I told my buddies, I said, listen, the Washington fans are going to know we were there. I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do yet, but I wanted to make sure that they knew Leafs Nation was there. And uh, as the days were leading up to us going, that was the plan I came up with. I got the Stanley Cup shaved in the Mohawk. Uh, designed the, the face paint got everything ready and uh it was half in part to show you know my my support for the Leafs the other half in part to troll the Caps fans uh in their home rink let them know the Maple Leafs are in the house <laughs> absolutely yeah nice so I mean so how is it getting tickets now do you have season yeah, tickets do you get free say. tickets like what do you what do you do to get in now well you know, one of the points of contention, I, I, I wish the Leafs would have given me season's tickets. <laughs> that would have been fantastic, but alas, it didn't happen. Uh, I usually went to about seven or eight games every year. Uh, the only difference is now I go to this about the same amount. Uh, I just pay for a lot less of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That'll help. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I'll tell you, like when I when like uh, Uncle Lardy here started telling me that we we're going to have you on, I was like. The only other thing I could remember, like as a guy, like painting their face, was like on Seinfeld. Remember when, like Lane's boyfriend there, like devils, the devils. You know, like we gotta support the team. Yeah. So like, I was like, is that a dark guy? And I, you know, I'm like, no, like, obviously not dark guy. He's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, but I, yeah. I just, I'm enamored by by this man. It's, I, I love it completely. I appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an outgoing guy and. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm like a fairly big dude, so I wasn't really too worried about uh, yeah, right. Caps fans uh, going the wrong way with it or anything. The Capitals Arena with all of your fucking <laughs> you can handle your own, man. You can handle your own, yeah. So, when you're in the rink now, is everybody like, hey, dark guy, dark guy, what's up, dark guy? Uh, absolutely. It's, it's honestly, it's a little bit humbling and and crazy. I still, I still don't believe it at times, like. Uh, I've been to games with some fairly famous people uh, where they 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 were Leaf fans and they wanted to take me and uh, you know I've had people come up to me like like 
Dallas Smith, for example, uh, used to be lead singer at Default. Uh, he's a fairly well-known Canadian country artist now. Uh, him and I went to a game, and people were going up to him and being like, hey, buddy, can you take a picture of me and Dark Guy? And they were like, Dallas Smith, purposes, is a very famous person. And they were just like, hey, buddy, can you take a picture of me and your friend or me and Dark Guy? And I was just like, sorry, dude. <laughs> This can only happen at the Maple Leafs game, guys. <laughs> well, it was actually the worst part. It was in Vancouver. It was at a Leafs game, oh. but a Leafs game in Vancouver. Uh, so oh, we weren't even in Toronto. Uh, and, and Dallas is from Vancouver, which made it that much worse. Oh, uh, if anywhere, people should have really known him. It was in his home rink. But, uh, yeah, I've, uh, the, the, the stories I've had are, are absolutely amazing. You know, uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, was a lifetime idol. I, was, I idolized the kid growing up. Uh, the guy growing up and uh last year i had the opportunity to meet him and uh when i went up to him to to get his picture he had a security guard with him who was stopping everybody saying wayne's taking enough pictures uh and as i was walking up to wayne uh the security guard actually went to step in front of me and and tell him tell me no wayne's not taking any more pictures wayne actually reached out pulled the, the security guard back and with his other hand, put his hand out and said, dark guy, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, Lord. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky knew who I am. That's it. I'm done. I can die happy. Yeah. I'm going to see you tomorrow. You're all right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Jason, tell us about this picture. How, how do you, uh, how were you able to meet Austin Matthews parents? Oh, uh, that was, uh, that was after a, a playoff, one of the playoffs games against the caps. Um, I had been, uh, that's right outside of uh, the, the arena. There's a, a bar called uh, Real Sports Bar uh, that uh, I had gone to after the game. And I was actually going out for a dart. Uh, and <laughs> I, was, I was kind of getting swarmed by people for pictures. Uh, and they came up to me. Uh, it started, uh, it was Austin's father came over to me. And he's like, hey, can I get a picture? Uh, and I had just taken like 30 pictures in a row. And I didn't, didn't even recognize him. Uh, and then he, I looked at him and I'm like, Oh my God, like the light bulb was starting to go off and I was wearing a Matthews Jersey. He's like, uh, so that, that Matthews Jersey you're wearing. I'm like, yeah, he's like, that's my son. eh?" and I looked at him and I just, I gave him a big hug. I'm like, thank, thank you for giving us a God. <laughs> uh, and so yeah then uh, then his mom came over and uh, had that picture uh, absolutely amazing amazing folks really down to earth and uh just salt of the earth uh um people so i, I can't say enough good things about uh, uh austin's parents so are you all, all over the arena or do you sit in the same section or how does that work uh generally speaking uh, when i go to a game now it's uh there, there's usually an opportunity to go to a couple different maybe boxes and, and visit with some players or guys that I know. Uh, so I will watch the game. I'm, uh, in the end, I am a Leafs fan. Uh, I go to a game to watch a game. Uh, but during the intermission, it, it can get pretty hectic because, yeah, I'm uh, bouncing around here and there, uh, going to a lot of people. And Double fisting? 100%. <laughs> so how many rinks have you been to you said you've been to vancouver the capitals where have you been to watch the leafs everywhere uh, i've uh, i was i had gone to montreal uh, i've been to ottawa uh columbus vancouver uh and yeah and that uh and calgary uh, i was at the south wow. dome in calgary nice 
Uh, truth be told, no. Uh, one one of the ones that's on my my list that I need to get to soon is is Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah, I've, been, I've been to New York. I've been outside MSG, uh, but I've never been to a game there. So uh, that's that's one that's up on my list. Yeah, I actually, uh, I've actually my so my father in law used to work for Budweiser, and I got to watch a game in Madison Square Garden from the Budweiser suite. Man, it was that that arena is unbelievable. Man, it was it's just it's unreal. So I echo your sentiment to get there because it's it's really like kind of like a majestic arena. Honestly, yeah. it really is. It is. It is. I saw the Sabers and the Rangers play there back in the nineties, and uh, I think it was up on what the seventh floor or eighth floor or something to get up to the rink. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. And you're taking fucking escalators and escalators. Yeah. Escalators or elevators up to, the, up to the, yeah. Main, main. Yeah. So, so I, I've been trying, I've tried to get to basically all the cathedrals of hockey, right? I had been to the forum. Uh, unfortunately never got to Chicago stadium. Obviously I had been to multiple games at, at Maple Leaf gardens. I'm just a, a little bit of a hockey historian that way. And, uh, there's something about, you know, the atmosphere of those older buildings with all the history that, you know, just walking into Madison square garden and, and thinking of all the, uh, all the sports history that, that has happened there, uh, not even just being hockey, but, uh, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali and, and yeah, it just goes on and on. Right. And, uh, it, it just puts off a different feeling. It's a different atmosphere. And, uh, to think, you know, you're, you're in the, the same building where so many of these great moments happened. Uh, it, that, that's kind of what fuels me to want to go. Yeah, no doubt. Where did the love of hockey come from? I mean, obviously you're Canadian, so it's like in your blood, but I mean, where, yeah. where'd it come from? Uh, I, I think I was pretty much uh, I was pretty much born with it in my, in my blood. Like you said, uh, I started loving hockey from a very young age, and uh, uh, I was fortunate enough uh, to not have parents that that you know pushed me into it. Um, you have you hear so many horror stories at times where you know uh, parents really push their kids towards something, and they're trying to tell them they're going to be a superstar. Uh, me, it all just came naturally, and uh, I didn't start playing hockey until I came home one day and I told my parents, I said, that's it, I want to play. Uh, and uh, it was just, I don't know, uh, being Canadian, I think it was in my blood. The first time I saw a hockey game, that, that was it. It was all over. <laughs> I see your Bills fan there in the background, man. I'm, I'm a huge, I've been a Chief, I'm 41 years old. I've been a Chiefs fan, Kansas City Chiefs fan since I was about five. So I, I apologize. I against you. <laughs> I, apologize for your, I apologize for your loss. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was I was really thinking if there was going to be one team that could run and gun with Mahomes and and KC's offense, it, it was going to be the Bills. Uh, I if it if it would have been anybody else, uh, I would have honestly believed that uh, KC would have just walked through. Uh, I I think that we're going to be we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, AFC Championship games with the, the Bills and KC over the. Uh, you know, the next five, maybe 10 years. Uh, 100% agree, man. As long as, as long as Josh Allen and, uh, and, and Mahomes stay where they are, 100%. it's going to turn into yeah. like the rivalry. Definitely. Yep. I'm a Bills guy myself. Bills. Bills Mafia. You break any tables up there in Toronto? <laughs> uh, I, I've gone through multiple tables outside of uh, <laughs> at Ralph Wilson stadium. So uh, yeah. I'm no stranger to uh, a Bills Mafia tailgate. 
Nice. <laughs> Nothing like it up there in fucking Bill's there, country. Those, the, the tailgating is off the charts, man. We fucking tailgate and uh, cook food, drink beers, just get blasted. Yeah, so I, games. So I went, you know, like you can you can go to you can go to a Bills game uh, by yourself or with just one other person, and and you end up walking out with fifty new friends, right? Like yeah. it's uh, it, it's just absolutely insane the camaraderie and and everything between Bills Mafia and. It's too bad that the Bills didn't make the Super Bowl because I had a double table break that was uh, planned for. <laughs> it, it was going to be a two, two table breakthrough. So yeah, nice. Well, Derek and I went to uh, went to a game there, and, we, and Derek thought it'd be a good idea to buy us uh, Chiefs jerseys because they were playing the Chiefs, and we had to get escorted into the fucking stadium by <laughs> a guy on a golf cart. He's like, "Hurry up, get on the." There was so, some there was some beer bottles thrown at us and everything else. People spitting yeah, on us sure. and shit, fucking screaming at us the whole game. I'm sitting there. I'm not even a fucking Kansas City fan. And people are <laughs> screaming at me. Fucking jersey off. <laughs> that, that's not a place. I. That's a hostile environment. I'm not wearing another jersey in that fucking place. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we, we didn't leave with any friends. <laughs> people people have made a lot about me walking into Washington looking like I did, but yeah, it, it would take a set of cajones. Uh, to walk into uh, into the into Buffalo wearing an opposing team's jersey, that's for sure. <laughs> and and paint it up even more, that'd be crazy. It was it was pretty terrifying, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so you you have to uh, do you hold that dart in your mouth for most of the game, or just once in a while? No, hon- uh, honestly, since since that moment of of going viral. Um, I've tried to put the most positive spin on it. Uh, obviously, I, I understand the health risks in, in, involved in smoking. Uh, and I wanted to, you know, I really wanted to think about the message I was putting out there with the platform I had. Uh, so I actually ran a, a quit smoking campaign uh, with uh, Nicorette. Uh, and and you, won't, you won't catch me uh, pulling the cigarette out in, in the arena again. Uh you know, some people, some people might say it was selling out or, or turning my back on the whole thing that made me go viral. But uh, I just wanted to put a positive message out there. I didn't ever want to hear uh, somebody say that they started smoking because they saw a dark guy. So yeah. uh, I actually kind of went the other way with it and uh, stopped taking pictures with, with the cigarette and, uh, uh, you know, like I said, the quit smoking campaign. Nice. Even when you're drunk, you still don't don't do it. Uh, I can't. I can't say that. Um, there, there's definitely been there's definitely been some times in Toronto where where I've had a, a couple pops or two, uh, and after the game, somebody says, "Oh, can you throw the dart in the picture?" And yeah, I, at that point in time, I, I have a couple of times. But yeah, nice. after a few twenty dollar beers at the ranch, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty dollars American. <laughs> You boys want to, uh, we're going to do a quick commercial again for Dormy, our sponsor, and then we'll get right into some uh, NHL news here. Um, so we're going to take a, a quick uh, commercial One minute break, break. Here. One minute break. We're three brothers from a small town in the east coast of Canada. Golf has been in our blood since Caddyshack was at the drive-in. We've dedicated our lives to this game. Right tree with them Falcons in the sun, ride the bell on down. I don't feel the vibe. In the road, a song like a bird home. In the AM, a radar, who's coming on? 
strong, strong. He's getting you along He's going in a go Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I'm just going to show you guys our, our new version of the Dormy headgears that we just got from the guys at Dormy Head Cover, uh, Dormy Workshop. Uh, these are for the boys, wherever you are there. Nice. And we got a bunch more for some of our guests to give away. So we're, you know, we're really grateful for the guys at Dormy Workshop. They've been incredible to work with. And uh, we're just glad we can help them sell, you know, however many we can sell. We Apparently, we sold enough for them to give us another batch of head, head covers. So there we thank go. you to uh, Todd and the boys at uh, Darby Workshop. That's not too much golf right now. So you, up there, you can prepare for your uh, greener pastures, I guess. It's fucking <laughs> freezing up there right now. You guys get the snowstorm up in Toronto? Did you guys get that storm that just came through? Uh, we've, well, I mean, we've had a couple, they were calling for a massive storm here for the last, like last week for a few days and, uh, basically missed most of, most of where I am. So, but I mean, that's, I, I've still got like three feet of snow in my, two feet of snow in my backyard. So <laughs> not much golf going on up there. No, no, not really. <laughs> not at this point in time. Let's get into a little bit of the what's going on in the NHL. We're gonna we actually for people that are listening, we've got the dark guy Jason Velasco. Uh, Malasco. Yeah, yeah, the dark guy <laughs> from Toronto, Malasco. Yeah, Masco, right? There you go. Right, took me six times this time and fourteen in the first try. Uh, listen, I, I've heard I've heard a lot worse attempts than that, so you're not doing too bad. <laughs> hey, listen, we, we try to uh, pronounce hockey players, current NHL players the same way, so we'll just pretend you're an NHL player. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Don't worry, I, I've, I've bombed some guys' yeah. names uh, uh, when I was on TSN and stuff like that too, so it, it is what it is. Nice. Yeah, some some of these NHL foreign guys, man. It's like, how the fuck do you say that? So you know, let's uh, let's talk about the North and uh, you know what's going on up there in Canada. Um, some success in the Leafs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I guess I'll lead with this with this question for everybody, and that's uh, you know, I guess my question is, you know, with the, the the way the NHL had shifted this league for this year, you know, all the Canadian teams are playing each other. And, you know, my question, I guess I'll, I'll throw this to Jason and, and everybody else can take a stab as well. But, you know, my question is with, you know, Montreal and, and Toronto sitting one and two, roughly, you know, seven, one, seven and two, would they have the same success um, right now if the, if the NHL didn't step in and change the league around? Well, I mean, Toronto's a talented team. We've known this for years. Uh, they've always been on the cusp of maybe just being one or two pieces of short of, of uh, making a real stab at it. And uh, they've done a lot to shore their defense up uh, in the offseason, give them a little bit of depth. So I, I honestly think Toronto uh, would still be up there. Montreal, uh, let me just – 
throw this in right now. Montreal Canadian fans are absolutely fucking unbearable right now. <laughs> right. They, they, they all, they always, the, the, one of the jokes they always say to Toronto is, Oh, plan to parade, plan to parade. But legitimately, <laughs> legitimately we're, we're 10 games in here. And uh, these guys are talking about like engraving their names on the cup already. It's just absolutely unbearable. Uh, but Montreal, I honestly think Montreal's playing above their head a little bit here. They're, you know, obviously Bergeron uh, made some changes in the offseason. He brought in uh, some character guys that, that have made a difference. Uh, I always love Suzuki, uh, and, and he's, you know, showing up and performing this year. So that's uh, good for him. Good to see him taking that step. But I don't think – I think the wheels fall off for Montreal sooner or later. Uh, they've, they've played 10 games. They're only one point ahead of us virt- by virtue of uh, an overtime loss. Yeah, I, I do not see them maintaining this uh, all the way through. Um, you, you look at uh, they're scoring a lot of goals right now. I think they got like a plus seventeen differential, something like that. Yeah, uh, plus seventeen. But yep. I just I, I don't see it. Uh, they're, they're they're doing good, and I'm happy uh, happy to see the rivalries alive. But uh, yeah, I don't see it. You know, that's that's one of the things that's kind of plaguing some of the other teams in the league right now is, you know, a lot of injuries and stuff with this, like, compact game schedule playing every fucking night of the week and shit like that. You know what I mean? So Montreal is pretty pretty unscathed right now as far as uh, injuries go. So that's kind of plays into that as well. You're... Yeah. I mean, they can put the puck in the net. I mean, like Jason just said, they're plus 14. Um, at 17. So, I mean, they're putting the puck in the net, but it's still early, like you said. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, they, they did Bergeron did bring in some, uh, uh, key players to help Montreal, but I'm with you though. The Montreal fans are a little crazy, but, uh, that's Canadian teams. Toronto fans are crazy. Uh, Montreal fans are crazy. Ottawa fans, you know, I thought Ottawa was going to be doing much better than they are, but, uh, that's just, Canada, man. You guys got hockey players on your money. Come on. Well, and the other thing with Montreal right now is they're, they've played five out of their ten games against the Vancouver Canucks, who uh, are struggling to start the year. So, yeah. hey, good good for you. you. You beat the same team five times already, and they're playing like garbage. So, uh, I think Montreal fans really need to temper their expectations because uh, they might be in for a rude awakening uh, when they start catching up on games against some tougher tougher teams in the north. Yeah, I took a little bit of shit before the season started, basically saying the same thing, that I didn't think Montreal was going to see a whole lot of success. Um, and, you know, one guy commented that, that he wouldn't watch the show. He said it was entertaining but wouldn't watch us, you know. Uh, look, I'm sorry. I, I try to be objective. I just didn't think that, uh, you know, I don't think Montreal's there yet. They might have a little bit of success right now. The horses have come out of the gates. So far, they have teetered towards the front. But that doesn't mean they're going to be there in, you know, 40 more games. So, yeah. Well, they're, they're pounding their chest about, uh, you know, having the best goaltending duo in the NHL. And it's like, well, first of all, I, I believe that belongs to Vegas with uh, Leonard and Fleury. However, you know, when you, when you look at things, if this was 2006 or 2007, you might have an argument. But, I mean – uh, Carey Price over the last uh, three, three, four years, he's only had a save percentage above nine ten once. Uh, last year he was uh, nine oh nine oh four or something, or even below. 
so far, Montreal as a, as a team, their goals against average uh, was above three. Their save percentage was below below 900. So, yeah, good for you. You're winning some games, but uh, when when that's the you're winning on on a lot of offense against some weak teams right now. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of my comments was based on um, them being still in the Atlantic. Uh, I, I didn't uh, – at that point, I don't think the NHL had com- completely committed to the new divisions. And so my comments were kind of based on, you know, whether they were going to play the original, you know, in the original divisions. And, you know, with the change-up, you know, I, I just – I didn't yeah. think they were going to be there. I, I think the biggest, thing with the, the biggest thing with the division change is play, like playing the same teams back-to-back. Um, yeah. You know, week after week and trying to beat the same teams over and over, it gets hard. Um, it's hard to beat the same team twice. So I see some of these teams are having success um, the second night after a loss, and they're, they're picking up the win the second second night in. And you know, just to, the way sports is, it just it gets hard to beat that team again um, night in night out. So I think that's going to affect some of the standings this year. Uh, I do think it, I'm surprised that Calgary hasn't uh, performed better, even though we are still pretty early. Um, they do have a talented squad. Markstrom's comes on fire, though. I like to see Markstrom in that. Uh, he's doing well for them. Uh, we got uh, Cam Talbot in Minnesota. We're, we watch Minnesota here quite a bit. But, Jason, I had a question for you. Just being a Canadian, like, would you, as a big Toronto fan, and you know, I know the, the uh, rivalries with Canadian teams, w- would you be happy if, if the uh, Stanley Lord Stanley went to Montreal just because it's in Canada? Or Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get that because some, you know, some Canadians are like, you know, as long as the cups in Canada, I don't care. But I fucking hate Montreal. But long as the cups in Canada, so I. Well, don't. the media makes it seem that way, anyways. That you know, if it's you know, like Canadians just want a Canadian team to win the cup, so I, it's cool to hear that. Not, yeah. not this Canadian. <laughs> uh, Leafs are bust. I mean, listen. If we want to really break it down and get technical on it, uh, I, I, I don't know what the exact numbers are. But you look at any team, whether they're in the U.S. or Canada-based, the team's 50, 60, 70 percent Canadians anyway, right? So, yeah. really, whatever, whatever team wins the cup is Canadian. Canadian was was fairly Canadian. <laughs> That's a good point. It's a good point. Do you, do you guys just see that uh, uh, the Minnesota Wild, speaking of the Wild, being Wild fans, are uh, just got a bunch of guys uh, that are tested positive, so they canceled their season – or canceled their season. They uh, canceled a few of their games, and they're not going to play until, like, for another week or so. Yeah, I saw, what, like, about five, five, six guys so far. Yeah. So Same strip club? They, same strip club or what? Yes. Most Steelers. Steelers. Throwing fucking toonies. <laughs> well, you, at least you, you know uh, Cam Talbot's had a, a pretty good resurgence so far before his, yeah. his injury. His injury there that put him out and uh, Kirill Kaprov, uh, Kaprov there. He's been yeah, uh, nice revelation that you guys finally, finally got him over after waiting so long for him. So uh, he's he's looking fantastic. Yeah, I mean he's putting the puck in the net. Some of them aren't pretty, but uh, goals a goal, right? And uh, the whole the whole team's. Uh, kind of doing okay, actually. I mean, they're uh, better than I thought they were going to do. I mean, they beat Colorado the other night with uh, a taxi squad. So, um. Well, I had some faith in Talbot. I, I took him in the late rounds of a lot of fantasy pools just because I had a, 
had a little feeling he was going to have a little bit of a resurgence back in Minnesota, and uh, it's worked out fairly well so far. So, yeah, I mean, Minnesota's right up there, in, uh, third place. So, Vegas, St. Louis, we know Colorado. I mean, we're all Colorado fans here. We had Jared Bettner on a, a few podcasts ago and uh, talking to him, but uh, we had Colorado winning the uh, whole thing last year, and uh, on paper. On paper, they should win. Uh, if I would have known you guys were Colorado fans uh, before this started, I probably wouldn't have came on. <laughs> well, we're, I wouldn't we're say we're Colorado fans. We just think they're a good team, I guess. No. I, I'm, I, the only reason I say that is out of jealousy. When I, when I look at, uh, you know, some of the, the talented youth you guys have on the back end there, uh, you know, being a Leafs fan, we've struggled to shore, shore up our D for years. And then I look over at the wealth of riches that the Avalanche have between uh, – Makar and uh, yeah. Byron, and you still got you know Connor uh, Connor Timmins there, who's you know can, can, can make a difference, you know. So I'm a little bit jealous. That's that's where the that's where the disdain comes from. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Most of the defensemen, or I think there's out of the five that played last night, uh, uh, six five of the six were 22 years old. Like, yeah, and. And there's one guy that was 27 years old, but he only played in four games in the NHL so far. So, like, the main crew is, like, 19, 22, 21, 22. It's crazy. I mean, when I was when I was 19, 22, I was, like, laying next to a curb outside McDuff's bar. <laughs> Waiting for some girl to take you home. <laughs> yeah. I, awesome. I see uh, the uh, Detroit uh, Sep 0-7. Man, that sucks for them. We're, we're big Jimmy Howard fans. Jimmy Howard's from, like, our hometown so uh, it was bad. Uh, we were a little upset, sour, I guess. Well, I, I, you know, truth be told, uh, I thought he could have been a serviceable backup. Yeah, totally. Uh, to, to see him uh, not really get too many offers and, and then we'll decide to opt for retirement instead of uh, playing somewhere. I mean, you're, you're telling me there wasn't one team in the NHL? Yeah. Edmonton Oilers could have used them as a backup goalie? Like... <laughs> oh, I mean, he's a legit goalie. He just had no one in front of him, you know, the last yeah, year. And, and fucking Bernier is now facing the same thing that Howard is. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. He's been lit up every night. So, you know what? You're going to send Bernier down the road next year or what? Yeah, it's up. We're just sour because we're fans of them, I guess. <laughs> well, so, you know, I'll bring it back into the north. Um, you know, my, my next question or, or observation of watching the games was, you know, the other night Edmonton beat Ottawa 8-5, to five, right? Drysdale had six, McDavid had five, and I'm thinking, you know, that's good for them, but they're sitting fucking six and six, yeah, right? So how, how can you take that as, oh, great, you know, they're you got the best, you know, according to all the fans and everybody else, McDavid is nasty. I don't take nothing away. Drysdale, nasty, right? You're sitting six and six. Yeah. So, you know, how can you, you got to take that with, uh, I guess, a grain of salt there. Well, a hundred percent. I mean, when, when you score eight goals, you, uh, against Ottawa, you should be winning, but, uh, <laughs> and, and I need to be careful here because the Leafs did lose that, that game, the second game of the year to Ottawa. I still don't know how they manage that. Uh, <laughs> but when you're, when you're letting Ottawa plow in five goals on you, that is a, a very alarming uh, stat. Uh, yeah, you won the game. Good for you, but it was eight five against yeah. Ottawa. 
I thought, did, Jason, did you think Ottawa is going to be pretty good this year? At least uh, something to talk about, at least? Fuck in, no. in a, I mean. <laughs> well, I just said that, yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, I had I had no faith. Uh, you know, some of the experts out there or pundits said that uh, they were much improved. And, you know, they were looking at guys like uh, Norris coming in and, and maybe providing some extra scoring. And while he's been good and, and some of the younger guys have been good, you just there's not enough there. Uh, a lot was being made about Matt Murray going over. Well, you know, if anybody's been watching hockey for the last couple of years, Matt Murray <laughs> has not has not been a Vesna caliber goaltender. Not uh, so I really uh, I really didn't think Ottawa was going to be any good. Uh, the one team that is kind of surprising me is is Vancouver. I thought we were going to see a whole lot more out of them. Uh, I actually had them as a uh, pegged before the season started to be a, a team that'll maybe finish behind the Leafs in the North. And uh, we haven't seen that so far. And who knew uh, Tyler Toffoli meant so much to uh, the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah, he's doing well. uh, I was going to say that. Yeah. You brought it up earlier. Montreal it had five wins against Vancouver. Well, a lot of that was the, the Toffoli uh, trade to Montreal. He had a, a lot of success against his own team, his old team, and you know for obvious reasons, right? Anytime you play against a team that traded yeah. you, oh, you're yeah. playing fucking hard that night. Yeah, yeah, you're fired up. You want you want to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think the point is uh, taken out in Vancouver right now. The <laughs> GM's kicking himself in the ass. Yeah, yeah, guy. I, even, yeah, I, guy. I even did it, I even did it when I was younger. I, I got let go by one team, and uh, the next. Uh, that year, after they let me go, I was with them for about three years. Uh, that year, uh, I've still got all the uh, newspaper stories. I shut them out like five games in a row. <laughs> so I, I, I was a little bit bitter that they thought I wasn't good enough for their team anymore. And, uh, yeah, I stuck it to them the next year pretty good. You're a goalie? Yeah. Nice. Okay. That explains everything. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that has been uh, made light of that. Uh, you know, when people find out as a goalie, they're like, "Okay, well, you're not, you're a little bit not right." So this explains a lot. Totally. <laughs> I, I think lacrosse goalies are a little crazier, but uh, hockey goalies are right up there for sure. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, t- I mean, I can tell you, I, I can tell you some stories that would probably be better suited for off air. So uh, I'll leave it there. <laughs> you play lacrosse? Uh, I never did. So when I grew, where I grew up uh, in Ontario was a little town called Sudbury, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, and it the wolves, was right. Yeah, yeah, the Sudbury Wolves, and there was there was no lacrosse up there. Uh, I would have loved to have played, but uh, simply didn't have lacrosse until in up up north until I think I was about 22, 23 years old uh, when they finally started doing lacrosse up there. Okay. Yeah, the Barry Barry where you are now, they have lacrosse there. I, uh, I used to play um, in the NLL where the Toronto Rock. We used to play against the Toronto Rock up there, and uh, you know there was guys, a lot of guys from St. Cats and Barry and shit like that, Orangeville. Um, all around the Toronto area, actually, indoor guys. Yeah, I've been a, I've been a Toronto Rock fan for a long time. I mean, I, lo- I love the sport. I wish they would have had it when I was younger, uh, but uh, always been a fan. Yeah. Yeah, they had great support up there in Toronto. I mean, ca- Canada in general. Canada is huge for – I'm a big, pretty big uh, Brody Merrill fan. I went to uh, Salisbury Private School with him, and, uh, you know, just before he went on to Georgetown and then – 
continued his career, but uh, pretty big Brody Merrill fan. What's the name of that uh, school he coaches for up there in Toronto? You know? I don't know. I'm uh, not sure. Brody? I, I'm not sure. Prep school, I don't know, big big time hockey and lacrosse prep school up there. Uh, the the one, first one that's coming to mind is Upper Canada College uh, or yeah, St. Michael's, one of the two. I'm not sure. Yeah. So so there's no there's no fucking fans in Toronto, right? You can't go to the games now, right? No, no. I'm 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 getting a little bit bitter about it too. I mean, if if courtside Karen can happen in the NBA, <laughs> uh, the the Leafs should be able to slide me into the arena for a couple games. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? Courtside Karen, LeBron gets her kicked out. Oh my god! We call her like a fat steroid ass or some. I shit. don't know. Whatever it was, like you are like have so much money. I guess just. I, me, myself, I would just let it go in one ear out the other, but uh, I guess it's easier to say me sitting here drinking Cooler's Light. But, well, I guess it, it started between LeBron and the, the, the lady's husband, right? Like, they were they were chirping back and forth. Right. And then she decided to get involved. So uh, I thought it was a little bit of a funny story. But, yeah, it, it, I mean, being a diehard sports fan, it's, it's like – we could we could put two three thousand people in in a nineteen a twenty thousand seat stadium in Toronto and and socially distance and Hell be safe. Yeah. Like so, what what are we doing here? So it's I mean I, I see it happening in the NBA. You know the NFL uh, did a great job of getting some fans in for for games, especially for the playoffs. Um, I don't see why we couldn't uh, get some some fans in the stands for NHL games. And and you know what? Maybe even not even for myself, but the, get some healthcare workers, first responders, uh, get them in there to thank them. You know. Yeah, I've them. seen I've seen more uh, people at, in Walmart than I have at uh, some <laughs> professional Whoa. Yeah. Come on now. Come on, Jason, Jason. What do you think about uh, that jersey right there? What's your take on that bad boy? Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, being being a diehard Leafs fan, it's tough for me to say. But you just mentioned Walmart. Uh, to me, that's <laughs> that looks like the twenty nine ninety nine knockoff jersey you find at uh, Walmart or or Canadian Tire here. <laughs> Canadian Tire. I forgot Canadian Tire. Yeah, yeah. Don't they have like a lion or something as their logo? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, not not their logo, but uh, like their mascot. Oh, type mascot. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the wild. The wild played with that the other night. I kind of liked it. Uh, I was bright in the back. I love the wild. Uh, I loved. I love the color combo of the old uh, North Stars jerseys. Yeah. Uh, so the wild is one of my favorite ones that came out, uh, along with actually Colorado's uh, throwback to the Nordiques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one too. Yeah. Yep. How about the uh, the uh, advertising on the helmets? What do you think about that? Is that a slippery slope? Is it just going to start going downhill? Or do you think it's just, you know, obviously the revenue is tight. Um, they're trying to generate a little bit of money. Even the divisions uh, have the Capital One and the uh, right. Honda. North, Honda and stuff. But uh, what do you think about that, Jason? You know, this has been a long time coming. The conversations yeah. have been happening for years. I've never been a fan of it. Given today's climate and the needed revenue, I understand it. Uh, I just, I do not ever want to see an NHL jersey look like a European League jersey. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. Yeah, I will never buy another jersey if there's advertising on it and, and that kind of stuff. Um, 
you look at the Leafs uh, with their Scotia Bank, the small S. It's very subtle. It's respectable, uh, and it you really honestly don't notice it a whole lot. But you look over to like Montreal, that's got Bell, four big yeah. letters across the side of the helmet. I'm just like, no. Yeah. You just don't like Montreal. Come on. Well, I think I think Ottawa has the big bell thing too. So yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it, a lot of that helmet sponsors coincide with the naming rights for the arena. Maybe because yeah. people aren't going to the arena. Yeah. You know, if you notice that, like uh, yeah. Ball Arena in, in Colorado, Ball Excel Center, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't think all of them did that, but it seems like a lot of the teams have wherever the name of the arena is. That sponsor got onto the helmets for probably making up some uh, sponsorship money for people not going to the rink. Yeah. yeah. I just, I think, I think you're, you're opening the door, you're opening Pandora's box to uh, advertisements on the pants and the jerseys and stuff. I, I hope, I hope it doesn't happen. Um, and if it does happen, we better see the salary cap gone. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, if they're going to start bringing in that kind of revenue and everything yeah. like that, then maybe it's time to go towards, uh, you know, like a luxury tax tax type deal or a floating cap, uh, like you see, like you see in the NFL and stuff. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. That's a good point, Jason. Really good point. Down here, we don't want to see like dark guy with like an advertisement spray painted into his beard. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be game for it, I guess, if the money right price, the right price, right price. Good or. What is the other one up there? Uh, players. Well, you know, like, that's, kind of, that's kind of been like a little bit of a point of contention. Is like, listen, I've had a great run. I've, I've had a, a lot of endorsement deals. But the one thing that kicks me a little bit is if, if it would have still been legal to advertise tobacco – I'd be a millionaire right now. <laughs> is that what it was? Is that what it is, Jason? It's it's illegal. Uh, illegal advertise uh, tobacco tobacco products in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Too many uh, lip cards. So by all means, like if 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 it would have still been legal to advertise tobacco products in Canada, I would be a millionaire right now. That would be been, it's true. I would have been like the modern day Canadian Marlboro man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I would have been rich. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be honest, you're right. I mean, a Canadian hockey fan, the dark guy, you would have had a huge contract for sure. I, as long as it was still legal to advertise. As long, like, that's crazy to think about. Right? I, I've, shake, I've shook my head about that a couple times. I'm uh -huh. like, man, a couple years too late. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. If only you were the Molston guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, they are well, doing fans down here in Florida. Let me ask you guys uh, about uh, Zidane Chara getting traded to the Caps, uh, playing pretty fucking well for the Caps. Four points, man. Four points, and, uh, you know, when they played the Bruins, they had uh, a nice picture of fucking Chara putting a smack on fucking the rat, Brad Marchand. Yeah. And he had a nice slapper from the point. Uh, I I, I was I thought it was stupid of Boston to get rid of him. Like uh, you can't tell me that any like who would want him on? Uh, you know the whole thing of uh, he's slow. But to tell you what, I, I would want him if I was a GM on my team. The penalty kill, um, his reach, uh, his uh, just being a veteran. I don't know. I don't know why 
I, I guess Boston's just. Well, I mean, look, at, he, he's in Washington now. It is what it is. And you, you see the response after he scored that first goal. The whole fucking bench crowded him. They love him yeah. there. Yeah, they bought him. You know, the reality is for Chara, I'd want to be in Washington. They want me there right now. Yeah, they don't want me in Boston. Well, he's old it's as like, hell, though, too. I mean, and Pat, it's I mean, like he's still working. Joe. Listen, Pat's still wearing a fucking V neck. So, I mean, he, what does he have to tell about? <laughs> just, huh? <laughs> and I'm in the library. If you guys yeah, I mean, he's in a fucking library that he hasn't read any books in. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't read. How many books of those have you read? Like two? Zero. He wears a fucking V neck and he's talking about Char and he's read two <laughs> books in his library. I mean, two books in my life. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the all the porno mags are are not on yeah, screen. That right doesn't count, right? Yeah, porno don't count. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming on. It was fun having you on tonight, Jason, and uh, we'll definitely have to get you on again. Uh, pleasure was mine, guys. I I, I can talk hockey with uh, anybody till I'm blue in the face. Excuse the pun, but uh, wow. yeah, <laughs> I I'd, I'd be happy to join you guys again. It's been a uh, been a pleasure. <laughs> Tell us about your uh, podcast. You go live what, every Monday. M- Monday nights live at seven. It streams on uh, on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, available afterwards on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and yeah, it's called the Smoke Show uh, with Dark Eye and Drury. Uh, it's basically a, a sports centric show uh, uh, focused in mostly on hockey. We've had some pretty big guests so far. Uh, uh, we've had Paul Beast and that. Uh, oh, nice. Nick Caprios, uh, uh, so it's it's been been off to a good start so far, and uh, look forward to keeping it going. How'd you get Biz Nasty on there? That's a big one, man. Uh, so Paul and I started talking uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, when I first went viral, and uh, kept in touch, and nice. Uh, when I when my friend and I uh, Ryan Drury decided to go ahead and, and launch this podcast. Uh, I was trying to think of who I wanted for our first guest, and uh, I reached out to Viz Nasty, and uh, he didn't even hesitate. He said, "Yeah, I'm in." So uh, nice, uh, awesome, real awesome that uh, you know I'm able to, able to get guys like that, and they they don't even think twice about it. So cool. surprise, surprise, Barstool says it reached out to you. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised. I've I've never once heard from Barstool. Like I I know they had. Uh, when I first went viral, they had posted my picture a couple times and uh, had some conversations uh, about like dark guy, uh, but I, I never actually had any interaction with them at all, and they never reached out. So uh, that was I was kind of surprised about, but uh, uh, I get it. Portney's a, a Bostonian, a Bruins <laughs> fan, so he doesn't want me on there chirping him, making well, him. Look bad. Well, there's Barstool <laughs> Canada now. You seen that? Uh, I actually haven't seen that Barstool Canada. It was coming yeah. Out. There's a, uh, a satellite in Canada now, so you have to reach out to them. I'm sure that if I was in charge of that, you would definitely be on the squad. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if I do ever get on, I'll be I'll be challenging Portney to a debate because uh, yeah. <laughs> me, me and him need to have some words one on one. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on, man. It was a pleasure. You're a great guy. We always say that. Derek always says it that. Uh, Hockey community um, seems to be pretty level-headed, cool people. So uh, you're definitely uh, cool in our book, and it was awesome having you on, man. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. I'd be happy to come back anytime. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Cheers thanks, man. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Have a great night. Yeah, you too. You too, bud. That was pretty cool. I huh? just uh, 
how, how everything got started and uh, what he did. Uh, I, I can't imagine to, uh, you know, the fame he got just for going on the podcast. Overnight. Overnight, going viral. That's social media, man. It's going to a Washington Capitals game, and all of a sudden, he's famous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, kind of fucked up, man. Yeah, up there in Toronto, they've always had a little bit of a problem with the suits uh, owning all the seats. So a lot of the corporations buy up the season tickets, and it's hard for people that don't have a lot of money to get tickets up there. So that's kind of what he's referring to there. Uh, I know some people in Toronto that, like, bitch and complain about that because you'll go to a game, and, you know, there'll be a bunch of empty seats because the fucking – you know, people at the corporations don't go. Yeah. Like the New York Yankees, man. Yeah, that is true, Mark. That is a big uh, issue up in Canada. I've heard that numerous times in the hockey world about, uh, you know, all the corporations in the big suits. Just, uh, you know, it's diehard hockey there. If you, if you got someone coming into town that you want to uh, wheel and deal, what do you do in Canada? You don't take them to the CFL or fucking <laughs> NLL game. You take them to an NHL game and, you know, they don't, if they don't have a big, uh, uh, someone to fucking fluff their knots, uh, they, they're not going to the games and fucking believe that the dark guy would, he's a fucking super fan. Like he would die to go to the game. And I think you would want the super fans there more than the suits, but yeah, you definitely would money talks. Yes, sir. Hey, another good one, boys. This is uh, number 18 is in the books and, uh, 18. We're Thanks coming sure. up on an anniversary here. Just to let you guys know, three years, the Blue Line Hockey. Yeah, you see a lot more ugly mugs. Yes, it's fun. It's fun. We'll try to get Paul Biss and that. We got a, a couple people lined up to come on, so uh, we just have fun, talk some hockey. It's the Players Podcast. Listen, I'm happy. To, I'm really. Ha- I just want to say I'm really happy to be back with you guys. There's been a couple of weeks where uh, life got a little weird for me. And uh, I'm r- super glad to be back. Makes yeah. me very, very happy to see your faces. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's really, really great to be back again. And uh, I look forward to many, many more uh, podcasts, man. I, this is like uh, gets me yeah. back in my happy zone, man. So I, I, I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't see a single beer in your mouth tonight, Mister. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go grab one right, like, right about now. Well, it's just uh, four four guys that grew up together, and we're all busy, and uh, we try to get together once a week to uh, talk some hockey and uh, bring some guests on and have fun like tonight. So I I enjoy it. I love it. I can't wait for Wednesday, so uh, glad to do it. And uh, let's do a quick Dormy commercial, and we'll do a shot, and we'll leave there, Marley, all right? Yes, boys. So Dormy, Rob, you got the head covers? Where is Dormy? Yeah, they're going out tomorrow to the boys. Those will definitely help you hit them straight. And I got you guys a little extra present. Cosmos wanted. Yeah. I just want to say Derek, I've been practicing my swing, so watch out. We're three brothers from a small town in the east coast of Canada. Golf has been in our blood since Caddyshack was at the drive-in. We've dedicated our lives to this game. Right 
Keep your stick on the ice. Do you? Sweet out. Oh, doctor. Keep your head up.